Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, folks. Morning, Dan and Danette. Morning. Here we are. Another day, another Dan Patrick Show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. (laughs) Download. But right now, three hours. Live of the best sports talk on the air. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally, home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. Don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Doug Gottlieb and Jason Smith. It's good. There we go. It's good. <laughs> Broadcasting go. from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Greetings and welcome inside. Final hour of the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got Rick Buecher coming your way in 20 minutes. All the latest news in the NBA, uh, Lakers, Nets, and otherwise. Uh, I'm sorry, I should say, and a fully vaccinated Doug Gottlieb, who uh, got you got your Johnson & Johnson shot. You are all set to go now. Yeah, remember the um, remember the big Johnson shirts? When we were in like in high school, you, mm-hmm. you, did, did you have the, the big Johnson shirts? Right? Oh yeah, oh big sure. Big Johnson has taken on a completely, completely different uh, meaning now. Yes, I got the Johnson Johnson on on Friday, and look, I I get it. Like you wake up, you're like, man, you're Dan Patrick show. Let's like talk about the Masters. Like, look, I I you tell me, Jason, you live in a different part of Southern California than I do. Like if you bring, it's one of those things you bring it up in conversation. Everybody's well. When did you get? How did you feel? Did you have an adverse reaction? Did you feel like I, I like, I took it and I was like, man, I got it. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm cruising along, all good. 
Son had a uh, flag football game. Great. I, I took a nap in the afternoon after my show, which is kind of weird for me, right? I didn't sleep great the night before, but kind of weird for me. I'm like, huh, that's weird. I took a nap at like three. I actually like almost overslept from his game. Like that is weird. Uh, Friday night, I had the chills. Some, and I never, I'm one of these, knock on wood, never get sick, ever. Like I've never missed a day of radio in 18 years, I don't believe, because I'm sick. No, I don't think so. I've had days where I should have called in sick, like, man, my voice was bad. But I, I've never called in sick, ever. So all of a sudden, I but I know what it feels like to be sick. Like, I have been sick in my life. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel terrible, terrible chills, night sweat, whatever. Woke up a little bit better Saturday. By Saturday afternoon, I was pretty much fine. Neck ache, headache. And then Sunday, I was good. I mean, I was back to my idiot self. So now you had the Moderna, right? So you have shot one. Did you have any of that in terms of no, side effects? I had a bit of, uh, I had a bit of soreness like, like you do sometimes when you, when you get a shot, like if you get a flu shot or whatever, but it, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty easy for me. I, I was pretty happy. Now I know that a lot of people have said that, uh, you know, it's the second one you have to watch out for. So, okay. But you know, I'm looking forward to getting the second one. Um, I, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a, uh, kind of an epiphany when, uh, after my, after my first shot, um, and it had to do with, you know, getting, you know, look, we're all getting back to normal now. We're getting that, that we're doing well. The shots are coming and, and, and it's great. And I started thinking about, okay, you know, eventually, uh, you know, we'll be going back into work and doing shows from the studio again, right? I mean, now I don't know if we're going to go back in a kind of hybrid situation, like how kids are going back to school right now, where they're going back for a couple of days a week and then they, they, they turn off and then, you know, they, they, they go back for a couple of days after. But I started thinking, oh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun going out and seeing everybody again at some time soon after I get the second shot. And I drove to where I was getting the shot because I signed up and they said, yes, you're shot. You can get it today and you have to drive. And it's like a half hour away. I'm like, all right, great. So I get on the freeway, right? I get on the 405 and it takes me so long to get to the doctor's office. By the time I had gotten in the car and then I got to the doctor's office, I said, I am never driving to work again. I'm going to do the show from my office for the rest of my life. I am not going to fight this traffic. I can't because the first I've been on the 405 in a while, like been on the freeway in a while. And yeah. I'm like, I am not doing this. I'm not spending an hour and a half driving to work every day like I used to. And, oh my goodness! And I went, I went from complete like, oh, we get to see everybody going. Ah, I can text with people. I can, I, I can call people on the phone and FaceTime with them if I want to. So I, I don't want to have to fight an hour and a half worth of traffic every night driving back into work. So I went in in one drive. I went from, hey, I'll be going to be great to, oh, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> it was so much better when there were less people actually working. Mm. <laughs> right? It's it. You know, it's a reminder of you and I both spent a lot of time in New York City. You know. Right. It, it reminds me of like New York City. I never get my like the last snowstorm when I was working in New York. This is, you know, what four and a half years ago, whatever. And uh, my previous employer is like, hey, we want you to stay in the city in case you can't get in from Connecticut. Because I was living in Southern Connecticut at the time. I was like, all right. So big <laughs> snowstorm wasn't as big as they thought, whatever. It was a big snowstorm. Anyway, I remember walking the streets that night. and I was like, man, New York is amazing when there's nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I forgot how beautiful this city was. I know what screws it up, right? And it's the same thing with LA, where you know you get to where like, man, LA be awesome. Can we get like half the people to move away? That'd be cool. 
but you want yes, like to be like the blip in the Avengers, right? You want half the people to go away. Wow, look at you! You have to, I'm gonna have that blip. I'm yeah, snap I, my I, fingers. I want. Can Black Panther make it to another? I, my, we're all big on Black Panther in my household. Like it's one of our favorites. Um, so I, I do think some of the people they eliminated. You know, spoiler alert: they may come back in the next Avengers, which I think <laughs> we've all seen by now. Anyway. <laughs> No, I don't want maybe to that extreme, but like I, every time I get a text from somebody like, I'm, I'm done, I'm moving. I'm like, <laughs> man, we're going to miss you. And then I'm like, I do it like a little fist pump, like. Yes. <laughs> I've seen though, inevitably one leaves and two come and two, two enter, you know, like. Hey, That's I'm what it is. Yeah. It's like in Percy Jackson, right? Coast. What's that monster that uh, you, you cut off its head and like three more heads come up on it? Yes. Ah, yes. It's, I forget what monster. My daughter is huge on Percy Jackson. Do you, do you think, do you think, uh, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan the Danettes, do you think that this weekend, I, I don't know the ratings for Hideki Matsuyama who, you know, like look, an emotionless guy winning um, the Masters in kind of stellar fashion, right? Do you think that the ratings will be well, I mean we both think they'll be down right from Tiger last time that he was at the Masters I don't know what they'll be in regards to October's Masters probably not great either but do you think they'll be down because people are like it's spring I got the vax or the thing is over and I'm out and about and staying inside to watch a golf tournament while normally super appealing because it's the Masters has no appeal to me yeah, well, first thing I want to say is my daughter just snuck in to tell me Hydra was the name of the of, of the of the god where the you cut off the head because she wants Dad, I want to tell you, and I'm just like write it down, and she writes Hydra. I'm like, okay, great. So now it's Hydra is the name of that. Yeah. Uh, but no, but here I think we're going to look at the ratings are going to look like this. The early rounds are up because it's Thursday and Friday, and we're getting live sporting events, and and we're watching the Masters on Thursday, and people are still home and figuring out, uh, you know, like I said, hybrid ways of working. But the issue with the Masters is that, yes, we're getting to a point now where we're outside and we're doing more things, so sports is going to take a back seat sometimes. We already see across the board ratings are down a bit uh, because people are picking and choosing uh, you know, what they want to watch and when they want to tune in. But if, even if this was a, you know, a weekend just like this, if the big names are at the top of the leaderboard, there's much more interest and much more people are watching, and the ratings would be a, would be good. Um, because you, you when you look at the top of the leaderboard, it's not just the Tiger Woods thing. Because yes, would it be if Tiger Woods is in contention? Yeah, then we're not having this conversation. But Tiger Woods isn't playing. But we also didn't get the other big names, the guys we are starting to like now at the top. Look, it was a great story that Jordan Spieth was suddenly hey he's competing in a Masters really, and we we could see him win a major for the first time since we thought he was going to be the next Tiger Woods four years ago. But the the other names that we like that we see at the top that are that are guys we kind of like the Dustin Johnsons, Brooks Koepkes, these guys weren't up there. So when 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 you see and go, oh okay, oh the, the names I don't know, the guys I like aren't up there. It doesn't become something that get, has to get you to the television, and you can sit and and be one of those observers who says, I'll check my phone, and if I need to get to the TV, I'll go watch. Like, was there probably a push at the very end when Matsuyama was up big, but he was giving strokes away in the last couple of holes? Yeah, I'm sure people too. Oh, are we going to see a playoff? Is something else going to happen? But if, if we had those names in contention, those guys were there. That then then it, it would be a pretty good rated Masters, regardless of the fact that whether we're out doing things and, and out playing golf or coaching you sports like you and I are doing or something else. Yeah, I, I just, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's an interesting time. Like, the whole, you, you can't go, you're right about the big name leaderboard, right? Like, 
And it's it's weird because there are still there's there's not a Phil, there's not a Tiger. I I I, I feel like those days it's going to be really. Uh, you mentioned it two hours ago, and you're right. Like we we take for granted how dominant Tiger was and how special that was. Although Spieth had that one year right where he was he was so filthy, you could almost count on him as a as a constant. So I do think there's the Spieth, the McElroy, the DJs over the world. Like there's, but they don't have the same resonance as Phil and as as Tiger. Um, but I would love to know. And like, you know, if you open up phone lines, you say on Twitter, like he's uh, Jason's at how about a frescom at Gottlieb show. Like what was what was the main reason you didn't watch the Masters or didn't watch the Masters as much as previous years? Was it that we just had one? Was it that like, dude, it's spring. I've been inside. You know, we've been quarantined and now we're like out and about and I just it was on and I didn't pay attention to it. Or, you know, or was it that like, look, I didn't. I'm not into any of those guys, and I didn't have, I didn't call Bet Rivers and put money. You know, I didn't go to BetRivers.com <laughs> put money on it. I will say that I had no idea, like no idea, how big gambling on golf was. Like, I have, I have degenerate friends that bet on everything, and I just thought, like, oh well, they're like such degenerates they bet on golf, right? And then, like, literally all of my buddies, like, you got Zaltoris. Yeah, do, do, do you have do you have that guy? Because you know Romo picked him. Well, you know what about what about Spieth? You know Spieth Spieth won last weekend. What about Shoffley? What about John Rahm? You know Justin Rose had that had that incredible start where he shot a sixty five on the first day. He's like, man, I wish I had Justin Rose on my my you know my daily golf. I I had no idea how much golf was gambled upon. Oh, dude, l- let me let me tell you this. I and I I am giving you I'm you straight talk with this. You know I've done fantasy football my entire life. Right, yeah. fantasy football. I mean, I I discovered it in the early twenties. It was awesome. I hosted a fantasy football show. Nineteen twenties. You're that old? Yes, in nineteen twenties. Yes, it was single wing offense. So you had to say my twenties. You said you discovered it in the twenties. I was like in the twenties. Yes, I thought you were giving me a history lesson. Like I don't say football was discovered in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> By one By year, I won. I had Red Grange. Root. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get the quarterback that threw three passes Newt that year. Rockney invented yeah. uh, invented it at Notre Dame. Johnny Lujak. I had a high scoring game in fantasy football. What was the score? Seven to four. Oh, nah, it, was, it, was it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. But, you know, I, 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 so I've done fantasy football my whole life, right? And I hosted a show on, on NFL Network for a few years for that. But there is no more fantasy sport that is more fun to do than fantasy golf. There is. I, I, trust me on this. Trust me. Trust me. It is so much fun to do fantasy golf and pick different golfers for each event. The trash talking that you see in fantasy football is like the junior varsity compared to what you see in, in golf. If someone signs their scorecard incorrect or someone, you know, blows it with, 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 a, with a bad, you know, 17th hole or something like that, it is I, – I can't get over how much fun – it was to start doing fantasy golf and doing it. And, and you find yourself like, like a situation like this, where it's like, if you had, you know, Matsuyama or if you, you know, if you, you had John Rahm or something, he's like, Oh my God, he's like four shots off. I, whatever we're doing on Sunday, cancel it. What do you mean? Cancel it. I got to watch TV from, I got to watch Matt from nine 30 until four 30. Cause I got to see if John Rahm wins. I mean, it's, it, it takes over that kind of way. Doing fantasy golf like that. I get it because it's so much fun and it just takes over your life 
unlike anything else. I mean, really, just went, cancel everything for today. I got it because I got John Rahm in, in the match. What? What are you talking? Well, it's double points because we're doing, you know, it's, it's a major, so it's worth double points in fantasy. And your family looks at you like, what the hell are you talking about? They go, just oh, okay. trust me on this. So, so here's, here's, the, here's the big question. This is a big, legit, and you can feel free to, to tweet us the, the answer to this. Uh, by the way, Matsuyama, you know, bogey, bogey, par, bogey, last four holes. I do think that takes a little bit of, you know, like he came in limping down the stretch, like, whew, you know, survive that one. Um, but I, 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 I here's, here's the big question. When you have legit money on something, do you watch? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because, it's, because it's, well, yeah. he, there's there's two points to it. And I think it's actually the same point, but I'll make it out of two points. The two points are the good thing about watching is you're just way more engaged and you're just the bad thing about it is you're just way more engaged. Like it <laughs> ruins your day. It like you lose and you like, I, I got this. I got this. And then, of course, whatever works for you, you're going to do the next time because you're superstitious and you're like, I'm not superstitious. I just doing the same thing that I did last time I won because that helped me win. Right. That's what, what people do. So I, I guess, you know, the question is, do you like, if you had, say you had a bunch of money on Spieth, you know, to win the thing yesterday, like I got a bunch of money on Spieth. I put it down as soon as he won last weekend and I'm going to, I'm going to write, I put it down before he won last week and I just know he's figuring things out or whatever. Like, could you bring yourself to watch? You're just like looking at your phone. All right, I'm not paying attention. Looking at your phone. I'm not paying attention. So in, in fantasy golf, you'll stop everything and watch just because of fantasy golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, if I don't watch, it does. I'm, I'm not doing anybody any good because I'm just completely. What, what, what what'd you say? What'd you say? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm checking stuff on my phone. I would rather be the person that is watching and can take a few minutes away and say, hey, what's going on here? All right. We got this. We got this. And then get back to watching. than be the person. Well, I'm not watching the event. And then, you know, you have your kids or your wife say to you, but you're not here. You're not present. OK, you don't care. Yeah. Just go in the other room and just watch it. OK, so I'd rather be the first guy than that guy be the guy say listen i'll watch but hey i got time for a couple of minutes what in a commercial break or something when we can talk about something and, and figure something important out we can solve a problem in two and a half minutes i'm all right with that i'd rather be that guy than the other way where at, at least I'm, I'm i'm true to myself in in that first way i think that's a big question with with, with the other sex that i don't understand like they, they want you to be like oh i gotta be present like I'd rather just kind of be it on and be around. Like just you guys kind of do your thing. And every once in a while I'll hop in on stuff. I don't like the being sent off into a room to watch my sporting event. <laughs> you get yellow carded. Your wife yellow cards. You just hold up yellow card. Go off. Ah, I got to go in the room. And why, close do the I gotta, why do I got to go in the room? Like I, I, I'm, that's, that's my TV. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have a TV. You got three kids, man. I got one kid. I don't have a TV. What, what what are we watching? We're going to, we're going to watch. A, uh, okay, all right, great. You know, I mean, I, 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 you don't have a. There's no way you have a TV. I I got whatever TV I can get. Hey, I got the TV in this room for this. All right, fine. All right, I'll I'll, I'll deal with that. It's okay. I can't believe you have a TV. Uh yeah yeah I mean, I, I, I I and also like I'll tell you one good thing in the trends for guys with their big TV right is that kids don't watch traditional TV anymore. Say so like, well, I want to come watch. I want to watch Netflix. I want to play. Like one, there's a there's more than one TV in the house, and two, like do it on your device. Like, nah, that's the big. That's that's the key. Don't hook up their devices to your TV, right? Like, if you want like 
your Netflix, your Amazon, your whatever. That's cool. Okay, but the like the video games, if you can afford a second TV, put it on a second TV because otherwise you're never you're literally never gonna watch your TV again. But, <laughs> I'm but trying, a lot I'm, of ki- <laughs> kids don't throw on the traditional TV nearly as much or at all anymore. No, it, it, and they're they're on they're onto the streaming, they're onto their devices, and it's it's really weird that it's it's like. I, I don't I don't consider like my daughter a big TV fan, but mm-hmm. she but things she likes is like I like it. Like she's not somebody who's gonna put the TV on just to put it on, right? Like you and I, I mean, that's what we always did, right? First day when you came home, when 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 we were younger, growing up, whatever it was living by ourselves, what are we gonna do? Turn the TV on, right? I'm not gonna be at home and not have the television on. I'm gonna have the TV on for something just because. You know, something may show up on my TV, or I don't know. It's like my friend. Uh, you know, we'll have to see. But kids now, they just don't turn it on. It's like, oh, I want to watch. So I'm gonna turn it on, and then I'm gonna turn it off, and then I'm gonna go on my screen. I'm gonna do something else. But there's no just having the television on just to have it on. Where your mom would say at the end of the day to you, "The TV's been on all day. Give it a rest. Turn it off." The TV's like the TV's just gonna burn out, and you're not gonna be able to watch television anymore. It, it, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's uh, you know. I'll tell you what's what's interesting. I was talking to my son yesterday and i was like i can't find the clicker he's like what's the clicker (laughs) i'm gonna go the remote control he's like why would you call it a clicker i was like you know it's funny i almost for a second i was like why do we call it a clicker are you old enough to remember when you had a remote control and it would actually click the dial Mm -hmm. right that was why it was called the clicker yeah and I like I remember I'm old enough to remember when we had the VCR and you couldn't program it and you would have to like hey, somebody record my dad was like somebody record the game at noon. He was a New York Giants fan. Mm-hmm. Like, look, the, the Giants come on at 10. Somebody make sure you I, I got to go and I got to play racquetball. You go and make sure you record the game and you had to like go and press record down on the VCR and kind of let it it would just kind of run. And you just let it run. Nobody was allowed to touch or watch that TV during that time. You also weren't allowed to speak to him or tell him anything that happened in the game. And if somebody just happened to be like, hey, hey, Bobby Gottlieb, how about them Giants today? Like, ah, oh, you ruined my day. <laughs> you ruined my day. Like, Bro, we don't know you're not watching the game. We, we don't know. We, we don't know. So, like, the Masters yesterday, like, I can watch it on my phone. Like, I had it on my phone, and I'm coaching basketball. And my I told you my parents are watching it, you know, in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van out in the parking lot in between games and kind of giving me updates. And I'm coming, you know, and they're like, well, why don't you come out here and have a drink with us? Like, because I'm coaching your kid. <laughs> Why don't you come in here and coach your kid and I'll have a drink with you guys, you know? Anyway. Um, is that Doug Gottlieb drinking a Modelo on the sideline? What, what is he doing? You know what? It probably, probably would have been a better version of myself if I had a Modelo on the sideline. That's not a bad idea. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, we got Rick Buecher stopping by. All the latest on the big Lakers-Nets game from this weekend. Are these two teams still going in the same direction? All the NBA breakdown you need straight ahead right here on Fox. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today 
Uh, we got a big NFL story coming your way in about 20 minutes involving the Eagles. But joining us now on the hotline, longtime NBA insider, Fox Sports 1. NBA insider, you can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher. Uh, Rick, author of the new book on Brian Grant called Rebound. Uh, Rick, congrats on the new book, man. That's awesome. Thank you very much. It's uh, doing extremely well. I'm glad people are enjoying it and uh, love that we're getting Brian's story out there. Uh, not just about his uh, uh, the backstory of his career, but uh, his battle with Parkinson's since he retired. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing player. And it's it's one of those things where, and I, don't, I, I, I think we've evolved on it some, but we have a tendency to think that a disease like Parkinson's only strikes like the feeble, right? Like the yep. the, the Montgomery Burnses of the world, or or mm-hmm. old people. Like my my grandpa had Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, right? Like here mm-hmm. is as healthy a and and physically gifted a human being as any on the face of the earth, and yep. it can bring him to his knees. It can strike anybody. Yeah, no, it's, it, it and I've just been struck by the number of people um, since they learned of me doing the book and the book coming out. I, I, I mean, I, I just, every, everyone that I know in one way or another has been touched by this disease, either someone in their family. I mean, my, my father-in-law, um, it, it, um, it is far more prevalent than you, than you realize. And, but in the case of Brian and certainly others, um, yeah, the, the young onset and taking away um, a phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, the two things that it, uh, that it attacks obviously is your physical abilities. Uh, and, uh, but it also, uh, creates depression. And so, uh, it takes away your personality and, uh, your gregariousness. And those are two huge parts are two huge parts of who Brian is and his identity. And he's had to learn how to, uh, still survive and thrive with uh, with a disease that wants to take away the, the two biggest parts of him. Uh, Rick giving away copies of his book. You enter for a chance to win uh, at Goodreads. Uh, so, Rick, when you autograph the copy, will you autograph the copy and also have insight? Will you say, hey, you know, hey, Jason, uh, thanks for buying the book. By the way, the Knicks look great for a playoff spot. Like, will you, will you do personalized inscriptions or – I, uh, for, for you, yes, we'll have to negotiate exactly what that inscription says. I got something else in mind for you, but, um, uh, yeah, no, happy to personalize it for you, for you, Jason. Yes. <laughs> Doug, every time when I, when I have Rick on my show at night, he's always a, there's going to be some kind of crazy ass Nick's question. I'm, I'm just ready for it. it There's going to be some kind of, it, and I'm just going to be ready for it because it's going to happen. There, so, so uh, Doug, he does this. They have this commercial about being careful crossing train with train crossings. Yeah, yeah. To be careful, I, I, yeah. I feel like that is a public service announcement, especially for me, right before I come on the show. Death Watch out! Them. There's going to be a fast-moving vehicle, <laughs> and you could get blindsided by it. Yeah, look, I, 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 I I'm not going to do the Knicks. I'm not going to do the Jets, and I'm not going to do Syracuse. So, right? <laughs> those are those are Jason's three three pitches. Yeah. He yeah. throws them all very, very well. He locates them quite, quite well. Right time in the count. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to talk about like the Lakers. Um, yeah. So look, we we both heard, we both know people in that organization. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I, I know they they go and beat the Nets with their backups. Kyrie gets thrown out. So does so does Schroeder. 
it looks like they're all going to be back healthy and play before the end of the season. But what are they really going to be like? Like what what is this yeah. team like when it's whole? You know, what's fascinating to me is that we, we, we have the Nets and the Lakers, and to me they both have uh, – they are opposites, but they have the same issue, which is that they are uh, – they, they are particularly gifted on one side of the ball, but they are um, a little bit anemic on the other. For the, for the Nets, obviously, it's uh, an amazing offense, amazing offensive players. But defensively, um, if we're talking about a team that's championship caliber – uh, they're not good enough defensively. Historically, it, we're, it tells us they're not good enough defensively. And historically, uh, the Lakers are not good enough offensively. And that's where, um, as we see Andre Drummond play, um, and kind of the weirdness, I mean, a lot of people made a big deal about how he dominated the Nets, and in some ways he did, but there were there were a lot of plays where I go, that's not going to fly in a playoff series. Like you can't get away with that turnover or that move or trying to put the ball on the floor from, from that place. If you're, if you're that big man. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I get the general impression that people are just anticipating a Lakers Nets final and unless something happens for them on their respective weak side of the ball, I don't see them getting there. And again, I'm just going based on history. Uh, you have to be more of a balanced team between offense and defense to win a championship than either of those teams have demonstrated to this point. No, Rick, when it comes to the Lakers, how do you slot them in the Western Conference now? Are, are they still the team when they're healthy? I, I can expect it. Or is this where, hey, really, you know, when you get into the playoffs, there's two or three teams that they're probably going to have real difficulty beating. Yeah, I, look, I, I believe that even with Andre Drummond, they're still going to have an issue with size. And obviously we see uh, a couple teams out there. And it's, there's no accident that Denver loaded up on size. There's no accident uh, that, that, that Utah didn't make any moves and believes that they can win with what they have. There's no accident that the Clippers added a DeMarcus Cousins. Um, you know, the, the, the teams have recognized uh, that if we're going to beat the Lakers, this is, this is one of the elements that we, that we have to have. And one of the things that made the Lakers so potent last year is that they could play both Big and, big and small, small right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that they, they were they were very versatile. I, I don't feel they're as versatile this year. Now, if you're asking me which between the what the the Lakers uh, have and the Nets have, I'm still going to go with the team that is uh, th- that is defensively oriented. I, sure. I just believe in the postseason that's going to get you uh, that's going to get you further. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that with the Nets in this game. I mean, it's hard to take anything away from it. It's a regular season game. Uh, Both teams were missing a lot of players. But the game's going to generally get slower and more physical, and you're going to be allowed to play that way. And that's my biggest question with the Nets is, uh, you know, can can they handle it when the pace slows and the game gets more physical? With the the Lakers, my my only hesitation – is like I I'm I can't one I pointed to that one team last year that I thought was going to be able to take them down and that was the Clippers and uh, and obviously got singed by by taking that you know do I look at that one team 
and say they're the team that can knock them off. I believe the Clippers are a better team. I believe I that they are motivated from last year. So push came to shove, I would say. Uh, yeah, I think this is a different Clippers team. Now, I may, I may get burned again uh, by, by saying that. But when I look at the way they're playing, particularly now, I think mo- more than anything, even com- compared to last year, they are taking a pride in how they play defense. Kawhi Leonard in particular is taking pride in getting back to being the defensive player that we think he can be. And I love the way the ball is moving, and I only think that Rajon Rondo is going to help that. Help that. When the ball gets stuck with Kawhi, and Kawhi thinks I've, I'm, I'm the offensive engine with this team, they are not at their best. Um, but they've been playing a different way, and that's why, uh, you know, whether it's Denver, it's Utah. Here's the other thing. The Lakers are not going to be coming from a position of strength. There's a very good chance that they're going to have to work their way up through the play-in games. And that's going to take just a little bit more out of them than we saw last year. So, obviously, I still think they're the team to beat, but I think they are more beatable this year than they were last year. No, no, listen, and and here's what's interesting about it. You know, everybody wants to point to the Clippers collapse last year, and I do think that quarantine, the bubble, had a bunch to do with it. I don't think they were a perfect team, but it was also the first year of that team together. Does anybody not? Do we not remember what the Lakers look like at the end of LeBron's first year? Let me refresh your memory. Okay. Magic Johnson quit before the last game of the season, but that wasn't even the worst part of the year. The worst part was that LeBron quit on the team well before that. Right. Remember, he was out. He was hurt after they won on Christmas Day. And then he came in with a glass of wine, which everyone thought was a horrible look and horrible idea, except LeBron's sycophants. And then he wanted the whole team traded so he could get Anthony Davis. So they all quit on him. And then there's the awful visual. Like, my point is that, yes, it it looked bad at the end of the year for the Clippers to not even get a chance to play the Lakers. But that's what sometimes these first-year super teams, it's really hard to get everybody on the same page. Especially, the it's not just the way the Clippers went about it. It's true anywhere. LeBron didn't yeah. win his first year in Miami, his first year back in Cleveland, his first year in L.A. It stands to reason that the Clippers, and the Clippers made some adjustments. I love the Rondo trade. Even though I'm not a huge Rondo guy, everybody with the Lakers last year was like, that's a really good move. He's exactly what they need, and that's not what we need them having. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, l- let me get to the, the confounding team of all confounding teams. Last night was amazing for the Celtics. They go on a 31-3 run against the Nuggets. Do we have any yep. idea who, what the Celtics are? No, look, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're last night's team. I don't think this means that they're suddenly a title contender. Uh, I, I believe that there is a certain degree of pride there, and it's probably more a reflection of the Nuggets and their Achilles heel in terms of, uh, you know, Jokic just – uh, sometimes there are matchups that when he doesn't have it going, they completely come apart. And his numbers were still really good, but there's still an element with the Nuggets, with the Michael Porter Jr. balance. Um, and I, I feel like there's two personalities there. And I know what personality, almost the personnel and the personality and Mike Malone's personality. I, I don't... I like Tom Thibodeau and Mike Malone, I think are of the same ilk. And 
they want the same type of player. And Mike Malone wants the, the grinders. He wants the Jimmy Butler types. And you got a, you got some key players on that Denver Nuggets team <laughs> that, that are, are not, not grinders. grinders. No. They are not. They <laughs> Michael, are, Porter, J- Michael Porter Jr. is not a grinder. No. No. And, no. and you know what? And, and no. Jokic has become one more so than, than before, but even right. he is kind of a finesse big. And so yes. I, I feel like that dynamic is, is the tricky part here uh, when it comes to the Nuggets and what they're, what they're capable of and where they go. And I, look, I, I mean, it's been a bad year. It's been a disappointing year for the Celtics. And every once in a while they're going to rear their head and say enough is enough. Um, but I just don't think it's sustain, sustainable because their best players are not, are not leaders and they don't have enough physicality. Um, so, I, you know, every now and then a team's going to get fed up with, with what they've done, but it's not sustainable. And that's what I see with the Celtics. He's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, analyst and insider. His new book, Rebound, with Brian Grant, available right now. Uh, check him out on Twitter for a chance to win a one of ten autographed copies uh, of the book as well, Rick. As always, buddy, great stuff, man. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. All right. So are you on board, Doug, with the Clippers? Hey, hey, this is the yes. team. Hey, the first year, we, we overrated yes. them the first year. We're underrating them now. We didn't, we didn't overrate them the first year. We, we, we didn't. Um, they were, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you rated them. Like, I thought they were really good. I, I, I don't think the bubble gave us a true, um, okay. There's a, a bunch of things that, like, look, the Lakers weren't in a good place in the bubble. They weren't. And then the protest happened because of the awful thing, what awful happened in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And they got two games off because of it. And it kind of recharged them. They get through their series and now they get Houston, who they match up well with. Houston couldn't beat them because they could only play small. And meanwhile, the Clippers lose their series, and all of a sudden the Lakers are like, dude, we can win this thing. Let's let's go. And they they and their their families arrived right after as well, which kind of recharged them. Where the Clippers just kind of fell apart. And they didn't have a point guard. They they didn't have rim protection. So, you know, whereas like, here's an example. Like, you bring in Andre Drummond. That's awesome. Okay, what happens to Montrez Harrell's numbers and minutes? Now Now that you have Andre Drummond, you get Anthony Davis back, you got LeBron James, you know, you got – like, what? how did, does he play as well with fewer opportunities that he's going to have because you got more mouths to feed? Everybody thinks more is more, and sometimes less is, in fact, more. So I don't know where you ranked the Clippers last year. I think they're a legit title contender. I, I think it's reasonable to say the Lakers are still the favorite because they got LeBron and because how many and they they did it. And defense does in fact win championships. Uh, but uh, I think the Clippers are the one B to me to the one A, which is the Lakers. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today. Uh, coming up next. We have, and oh, you want to know what the big NFL story of the day is going to be? We got it for you. It revolves around something new that just came out about the Philadelphia Eagles. It's absolutely insane. It's next, Fox. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, 
for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. Uh, thanks to Rick Buecher for stopping by a few minutes ago. All big stuff from the NBA. But if you want to know the NFL story that everybody's going to be talking about all day today, uh, Doug, are you doing your show today from uh, 12 to 3? 12 to 3 Pacific time, 3 to 6 Eastern time, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app, many of these stations, uh, including <laughs> our uh, Sirius XM station. I'm on the same station as Dan. Yes, check the local listings for the station and check time in, in your area. Yes. Uh, this will be, I'm sure this might be your lead story. It certainly will be the lead NFL story. A report by The Athletic on the behind-the-scenes workings of the Eagles shows a toxic culture built on an uneven power structure. All right, now, what does this mean? It means this. Uh, the Athletic, citing sources close to the organization, talked about the downfall of the Eagles in the recent years. And one of the main reasons was that Doug Peterson, who was fired after last season, was micromanaged every step of the way. Quote, Peterson was ridiculed and criticized for every decision. If you won by three, it wasn't enough. If you lost on a last-second field goal, you're the worst coach in history. He was reportedly forced to sit down with team owner Jeffrey Lurie and GM Howie Roseman every Tuesday in which his decision-making was regularly questioned and criticized. Uh, sources say they treated him like a baby. So, so now you know why the Eagles didn't win and couldn't keep things going after their Super Bowl triumph, Doug. It's kind of out well, there now. A, a lot of this comes down to the, it's like the old Yankees thing with the use of the analytics department. And apparently, um, like the head of their analytics department is a young guy who went to Harvard with Jeffrey Lurie's son. And and that's really kind of what, what it comes down to. Um, you know, uh, like when they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in 2019, Jeffrey Lurie put his thumb on the scale when the team was prepared to take another selection, like Paris Campbell, right? Like this is... This is one of those deals where in the NFL, it's been described to me, owner's own. Like, what's that mean? Like, look, at the end of the day, if the owner wants to make a decision, wants to do something different or trust somebody else, um, you know, like that, that's, that's the deal. Now I, I will tell you, NFL people will like, look, the analytics, the use of analytics is very useful. It's not the end all be all. And I, I, I it, it does paint the picture of an impossible situation for Doug Peterson because for whatever reason, there was disagreements between he and the analytics guy or analytics department. And then, you know, Howie Roseman's a guy who he lost power when when they brought in um, uh, Chip Kelly. He got back power and then he became kind of power hungry and found a way to surround himself with people who were his guys. And then you got Jeffrey Lurie, who he wants to make football decisions. The, the whole thing seems like a complete mess. No, and the, the the big thing that stands out to me is that every Tuesday he had to sit down and have your decision-making questioned and criticized. When you do something creative for a living, let's say, and this is something this this is not this is not something with numbers or something where you know where hey we're gonna this this is what our company does we manufacture widgets and so this is how we make a widget and it goes on. When you do something creative like this, I don't know how you can sit down in somebody's office on a regular basis, even after your team wins, 
and have everything you do criticized, right? Like there, there's no way. I know I couldn't do it. I, I don't think there's any way you could do it. If if here at Fox or wherever we were, if every couple of days we had to sit down with our bosses, and they say, okay, well, here's what didn't work on your show on Monday. I didn't like when you did this topic. I didn't like when you did that. And you could say, yeah, but I did that topic. And it did really well virally. Like we, we had a lot of downloads and, 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 and subscriptions. Yeah, but uh, I didn't like that topic so much. I would burn out on that like after a month. And, and it, it would get to the point where I'd second guess myself, every, everything I was doing, especially with something that was successful, right? Like, like Peterson, one of the parts of the article is that he was criticized for not throwing the football more in a game against Buffalo where there were 25-mile-an-hour wins, which, oh, by the way, was a game the Eagles won. So it's like, really, you're going to get on me? We won the game when really that's all that matters is winning the game, and you're going to get on me for that, for, for not doing it the right way? I, I don't know how he stayed. I couldn't stay into it. I don't know how he stayed to do it. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I there's a lot to it, and it will be off discussed. I do think, and there's a portion of it which talks about the draft picks, and that's really what undid what's undid them, right? They took Jalen Rager last year at 21, at 22, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> One guy sets the record for you know wide receiver yards and, and receptions. The other guy is Jalen Rager, right? They drafted Jalen Hurts, who I guess is going to be their starting quarterback, but it was a wasted pick on a team that needed guys. And there are plenty of dudes available in the second round. You know, you go back the year before and they took J.J. Sega Whiteside, you know, and he, he can't run. He's, he's just a big dude who should be playing tight end, not playing wide receiver. He, he, he does, he's just not fluid in the hips. They, they missed. They missed on, on far too many, far too many uh, draft picks, you know, in, instead of fixing their offensive line, fixing their wide receiver core. They picked the wrong guys. And by picking the wrong guys, you end up putting yourself in a situation where somebody's got to take the blame. And I don't know who this article says that scouts were mystified over their draft picks last year. Uh, Many, many I know were as well. It looks, but the bigger point is the one you made in playing. You can't play with one eye on the bench and in coaching, you can't have one eye on the owner's box. You have to be allowed to do your deal. And they didn't let Doug Peterson do his deal by, by this story's account. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. More on this story coming up next with Colin Coward. Doug's got it as well after that. Uh, Jason and Doug in for Dan and the Danettes. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.